All right, welcome back. Golden Globus Theater, another week there. We got a theme that's very close, very close to the A-Team theme. Well, they were they were around the same time. So. But we got that nice little Korean fusion to begin it. Yeah. It's Korean, guys. You better say it's Korean because, holy shit, our, one of our co-stars of this movie will be pissed at you if you don't. Yes. <laughs> Everything good comes from Korea. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, Murray, uh, let's let's just get right into this. Uh, you saw this movie when you were 11. It left a huge impact. That's why you have the Remo haircut. You always wear the turtlenecks. Uh, I, you're... I was. It was. I had close to it. I got a haircut this week, but I was close to a Remo haircut earlier. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah. I mean, I enjoyed <laughs> the movie. That's why I wanted to do it on our uh, on our show. I mean, I like it. Yeah. I think Fred Ward. I put him in the. Billy Drago, Steve James category, very underrated. I think he deserved better than he got. I 100% agree. I Got that everyman kind of vibe. He really does. He does not stand out in a crowd at all. He's kind of <laughs> schlubby. He's constantly eating Chef Boyardee. I liked him. I, I thought he was great. Yeah. You know, nowadays, you, who do you think would have replaced him? I already have a name in my head, which I forgot. But who would you replace him with nowadays? No, I don't even. Not, I don't know. If, not who you would. Who would Hollywood replace him with? I got. I got to think of who's in a Marvel movie. Uh, the Captain America guy. Captain America guy. You're going with Captain America. Oh no! It would be. I know who it would be. I got it. I. Guardians of the Galaxy guy. Oh, Chris Pratt. Yes. I'm going with. Ant-Man. I can't remember his name. Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd. Ooh, that would be awful, but I could see them doing <laughs> that. <laughs> because this is a comedic action origin story. This is the blueprint for all Marvel movies. Yeah. Well, I was telling you beforehand, this is the this is based on a series of books called The Destroyer, Remo Williams. Yeah. And there was this... I don't think it exists anymore. It was, it's, I, I just term it men's literature, even though I, I use the term literature loose. <laughs> uh, where it was just guy, it was this guy shit. Like I mean, there, 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 well, there was a time, Griff. We only had two genders. Like now, it's uh, when I was a kid, we had two genders. So we had guy shit and we had girl shit. <laughs> so guy shit was about fucking and fighting and fun. The three F's. <laughs> okay. And I remember because I remember when I uh, when I would get the comic shit. Not it wasn't a comic shop. It was a magazine shop where I get comics as a little kid. They would have these novel no, novels. I remember more Mac Bolan, The Executioner, which I don't think has ever been made into a movie, but I might be wrong about that. Maybe TV movie. Everything was made. Well, it might have been. Movie. Like, they probably made it, but they didn't call it Mac Bolan. It was a something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then I remember I saw the movie, because it's a very PG movie. It's a very family-friendly act. Well, he does, like, murder a guy ruthlessly by sticking his finger into his eye, into his brain. Yeah. But yeah. besides that, it's very, like, PG, family-friendly. I like that it kind of had a uh, a feel of this is an old anime. I think you're familiar with this one, Fist of the North Star, yeah, all know. about the pressure points and the finger yes. damage and everything. So I Well, Fist of the North Star, he's a master of Sinanju. Sinanju. It's all about pressure points. Yeah. So is Mr. Spock. Yeah. You know, the Vulcan nerve pinch. That's actually Sinanju. I was waiting for him to but start But the Vulcans kind of culturally appropriated it in the future. They made it um, more... June actually went to Vulcan because we learned June's only middle-aged in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so he probably lived long enough to meet the Vulcans and teach them Sinanju. Yeah, that makes sense to me. But so, yeah, so there's a genre, and it's funny because the books, I mean, they weren't like graphic, but like I remember my mom got me some of the books like for Christmas from her after this came out. 
and like I'm like, holy Remo's fucking chicks and like doing all this adult shit. I, I think like, your wow. mom read through them and she was no, like, she wouldn't bother. She was like, my son doesn't have a father in his life, so he needs <laughs> to learn about manship. She Fuck was worried I was turning into a pussy. She's like, you gotta fucking lead some man literature. I mean, I imagine I learned recently. I found out about this guy Jesse Lee something, and I for, I forget his last name, but he is this black conservative. And uh, you remember the Boondock Show? Yes. He's Uncle Ruckus. Okay, I didn't watch it, but I remember. Yeah. And so he, he's Uncle Ruckus. He's a white apologist. And anytime he talks to a liberal, li- liberal? A liberal he just says, you're a beta. <laughs> he's like, I was a beta too. But now I'm an alpha because I'm a conservative. Right. It's crazy. That's why I'm not a cuck, Griff, because I read The Destroyer. Novels. That's what I'm saying is that. Your mom was like, my son is a liberal pussy. I need to get him yeah, some man books. I was always complaining books. my mom about racism and yeah. sexism. Mom, you're sexist. Yeah, she's like, I got to bury those Ginty DVDs, VHS <laughs> tapes, and I'll get him these Destroyer books. God, that sounds manly as fuck. Yeah. So back on the topic of this movie. It, movie, huge bomb. Huge bomb. Cost $40 million, according to Wikipedia, made $14 million. And we were talking about ambitious movies a couple weeks ago with Flash Gordon. Yes. This movie, they went out, they got themselves a Bond director, like directed three different Bonds. Yeah. Classic. Classic. And then they got a writer who who directed the shitty Roger Moore ones, like Moonraker. (laughs) That's where it went wrong, apparently. Uh, No. I like this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then again. I'm glad you brought up the Marvel connection, because much like Marvel, the villain is the weak point of this movie. Yeah. There's, like, like, I guess... Even the henchman was kind of weak. I mean, he didn't do anything. Yeah. Can I go back to the Bond stuff now? Yeah, now that we've <laughs> we're going back and forth. <laughs> so just like a Bond movie, it's like a world domination billionaire. You know, he's got control of shit. Our secret agent agency that we're working with, led by Wilford Brimley. R.I.P. How, how we're loosely connecting this movie <laughs> and you know screening it. Right. Uh but I love that... They Cure. Have, That's the name of the secret Cure. organization. And they have a computer that all knowledge transferred across the yes. globe... It has cameras everywhere. ...goes through. He tells Remo... You know what it is? They're using the same technology they live use. Yeah. Like That's, they got, like, you can't see those little probes, the camera probes. He's got those. If you wear sunglasses, you can totally see what Cure's operation I, is. I believe it. I believe that. Yeah. I just love that at one point he tells Remo, who's sitting on his seat... If I wanted to, I could get the information about how hot your ass is right now. That was some crazy technology they got there, Murray. They got seat technology. It was super. It was the prototype for the dark web. Yeah. (laughs) So, Murray, um, there's a lot of hentai on 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 Wilford's computer. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Oh boy. So, Murray, uh, what's something that you liked about this movie? I like the character of Remo and the lovable racist Chun. Oh. The elephant in the room. Yeah, let's 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 cover that. Okay, if you're familiar with this movie, you obviously know there's a white guy in a yellow face. I guess they call it. <laughs> yeah, playing an Asian man, and we're even in eighty. I remember even back then, people were like, what? Yeah, is, that Neil Breen actually said, they went, yeah, what? I mean, the actor who they went to, and they said, we want you to be a Korean man. He was like Korean martial artist, and he's yeah. like, I'm a gay song and dance man. What? Why? Huh? And he's like, no. And then like, he's like, tell you what, if you can make me look like an eighty-year-old Korean man, I'll do it. It took several attempts. He met with the makeup guy, and he was like, okay, let's do it. 
and he went into it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was bizarre. But uh, you know what? It's bizarre, but I'm not. Joel Gray's an all right guy. He's not a racist. Okay? <laughs> He's this guy who fucking needed a job. Yeah. But what was weird was that they they did a pilot a couple years later trying to get a show. They get another white guy to play June. <laughs> Roddy McDowell from Planet of the Apes. Oh, you see, when people and, are talking. And talk- the makeup was even worse because at least it, I mean, it was decent and got Academy Award nomination. Yeah. Griff, you didn't know. You're like, is this guy Asian? Is this guy white? I don't know. I, I always something going on. I don't know. I don't want to be. I don't want to. I guess that's what Korean people look. Griff's never seen a Korean person. <laughs> so he's, uh, but the one <laughs> riding McDowell and the TV show budget. Obviously, it was just like he was like literally he had his fingers pulling his eyes slanted. Oh, it boy. was just bad. It's rough. But All I right. like that. You like that? What did you dislike? About I just him? told you earlier. I didn't like the villain. I just thought it was villain. a very anticlimactic villain. Yeah. I was waiting because Sinanju, according to this movie, is the the. Where all other martial arts came from, it's like the like the birth, the Rosetta Stone of martial arts. Yeah, and they don't really do any martial arts. Because first of all, Joel Gray knew no martial arts and was not trained in any martial arts training to play Chun, the Sinanju master. I mean, all he had to do was simple like hand gestures, and yes, he was doing. He was going going to his like dance experience by like yeah, you know, that worked dodging perfectly. and yeah, yeah. And we really see that dance come to fruition uh, at the climax of this movie. I gotta right. say, I really liked. How racist uh, Chun was <laughs> for being a white guy in Asian makeup. He was an incredible racist, and that was. But he was adorably racist. He was like Archie Bunker racist. Yeah, like, and sexist as all hell. Yeah, he's adorable. <laughs> uh, not, I don't agree with anything he says, but he's adorable. Yeah, yeah. His cheek. And the other thing I loved again about Chun, those fucking outfits he was wearing. They're. All over the place. One yes. moment he looks like a ninja. He looked like a Himalayan. Like Genghis Khan. He, Genghis Khan. He's got Ugg boots on. I didn't even know <laughs> Ugg boots were around in the 80s. He invented them. All, everything comes from Korea. Dude, it, it was great. But, of course, what I didn't like was just how long it was. It's an yeah. origin story movie. Yeah. And last but not least was the whole Fleming love angle. It, yeah, that was shoehorned. And yeah. Fleming, of course, is a nod to Ian Fleming, the guy who wrote James Bond novels. So. I thought it was Fleming Rasmussen who uh, produced Master of Puppets. <laughs> yes. That was, okay. Yes, that was, yeah, that was the other uh, one. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it was cl- uh, it's called Rem- Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins, and no, it didn't. It stopped, too. <laughs> right at the end, when, as soon as this movie ended, the adventure stopped. Because, it, like we said, it was a huge bomb. Only made $14 million. It deserved better. Well, are we ready to begin this adventure? I guess we are. Let's just go right at the... Their adventure might have stopped, but our adventure is just going to begin right on the other side of this trailer for Remoids. America's top security experts have chosen this man. Don't take any chances. This guy's a killer. For a special mission. But first, he's got to pass... One little test. Speak English. Does your nightingale sing? Hold it! He moved like a baboon with two crumb feet. However, I think I can do something with him. Goodbye, Mr. Crow. Who's he? No more Boy Scouts. Take a look at this. High altitude reconnaissance probe. Yes, we make that. There is none. Doesn't exist. 
these men will rob America of her might. He won't be with us for much longer. Unless someone... Relax. ...can stop them. Concentrate! This age, no time for prayer! Remo Williams. The adventure begins. What are you watching? Your country's one contribution to the art. It's a soap opera. It is apparent to me that you know less than nothing. Place your hands behind your head. <coughs> I did not say keep them there. Before he's through, he'll learn to move faster than a bullet. Excellent. Not bad. Hear the heartbeat of an enemy. Trying to need to borrow him for a while. And leave no footprints in the sand. Some joker walks into one of my plants, snoops around, walks right out again, and now you're telling me he doesn't exist. Across town, a man has found his head blown off. Perfect accident. And you're telling me he's going to get away with it, huh? And we can't stop him? You can stop him, son. It'll be my pleasure. Based on the Destroyer novel series that sold over 30 million copies, America's favorite tough guy comes to the screen in a movie big enough to hold him. Remo Williams. The adventure begins. All right, welcome back. And of course, we're opening this movie with some beautiful synth music. It's 80s. What is it, 85? 85. 85. Of course, we're going to have some beautiful synths while we see those credits roll through. And we finally start to hear uh, a familiar voice in sports broadcasting, Marv Albert. Everyone knows that name. A guy was me too before they even had a word for it. Really? Yeah. What happened to him? He uh, attacked For, a woman. We're not even a second in this movie ever. Back in tracks. the 90s, he attacked a woman. He, his, 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 she said his, his toupee was off. He invited her to a hotel, and he like bit her on the neck or something. What or the, the shoulder. fuck? Yeah. Yeah, I remember, Marv. Oh, my God. I remember. <laughs> the voice of the New York Knicks. That's even worse than being a, a rapist, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. And they're getting stomped by the Lakers because, yeah, you know what? The Knicks suck. And, it's and I really 85. resent the fact that people actually, especially if it, we don't have, I don't think we have any New Yorkers listening, but if we do, fuck you, because <laughs> I get tired of the Knicks being lumped in with like the Celtics and the Lakers as like one of the greatest. Like, they yeah. won two championships, their entire fucking, we, we have more championships than the fucking Knicks are. So fuck you, Knicks. <laughs> ain't shit, you garbage. <laughs> so speaking of garbage, we got Remo. He's got the fucking sweet Fred Williamson mustache. Yeah, I, I didn't even recognize him here. Well, he had makeup on, and his nose was different, too. Oh, okay. They so okay. he's Sam something or other, Minikin or something. It's he, not worth he, knowing. He only has his name for a minute. Yeah, he's a cop. He has got. He just stopped off at Vinny's to get a nacho and pastrami sandwich. Of course. He's about to dig into that, listening to the... He's, he's playing an incredibly... Da- I see why he went to the docks, because he's All on right. the docks here. Right. And I see why he went there, because he's not only eating a nacho pastrami sandwich, of course... 
any book. No, there is no stomach that can withstand that. You're going to have to find a bathroom and no, t- you like. Right, yeah. Halfway through the sandwich. He'll just shit in these forever. He doesn't care. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You can hang his ass right over, get that nice wafty breeze going through. It's going to feel like a bidet kind of deal. Here's the problem, though. He is doubling down. He's drinking coffee <laughs> while eating a nacho pastrami sandwich. That's, that's fucking intensity. But he is a gambling man, and we know this he because... Was, he was actually drinking a cappuccolata, which is a Cap- is, is cappuccino with pina colada. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny, it's all about the fusion. So here... we hear the salt, it makes you dry, your mouth dry. So we hear the... the, with the what's the you fucking... Already, you hear the rumbling of his belly. You're like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. We hear the dispatcher come on over the radio, and he's, like, so in- into his sandwich. He's like, I'm not going to answer that. And she's finally like, we hear you want to put some money down on the Knicks. And he's, he gives a big grin. But then we see a couple of figures. There, there's three people running. Two white guys chasing a hobo black man. Right. And immediately, uh, Remo gives chase, and he's like, Clearly seeing the black guy being chased, yet for some reason he tells the black guy to stop and puts a gun on him. <laughs> and the white guy's like, no, 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 we're attacking him. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh, okay, well, spread him. Yeah, and he gets real frisky with him. He's getting all up in there. He does the classic line from Highlander when the cop busts uh, Conor McGregor. <laughs> What's his name? He's like Conor McGregor. McGregor. At the beginning where he goes, don't even breathe. Oh, I don't remember his name. He says that. Yeah, don't even breathe. Suck wall. <laughs> spread them wider. <laughs> and he goes to call it in. And just as he does that, the black guy hits him in the head. When he goes, oh, tough guy. And hits him in the head with a two-by-four. Yeah, yelled out ACAB. And I, he's sticking to it. He doesn't know what to believe now. It's like, I knew there was something up with that black guy. But he's just he's confused. Yeah. And then they start. Then he, but he, he takes care of business. He takes care of these guys. How you do that with a fresh pastrami in your belly? <laughs> I don't know. But he he has figured it out. He he might be the only person with a stomach to stomach. Right away, he got picked by Cure. That might be it. That's definitely it. <laughs> because I don't know any reason why he got picked at all. He's just a generic <laughs> fucking street cop. Oh my god! Oh, and he okay. looks like he just eats shit. Like he's, there's nothing about him that was like I gotta have that guy be my super spy. Yeah. But at least he does sell his punches a lot better than most of the AEW roster. Cause <laughs> he's taking like a fucking Chris champ. Get that AEW reference in every fucking <laughs> every week. Oh, so he's taking it's hits a, and everything. It's the underrated episode line of lines from Griff. <laughs> but of course, unlike a, a young buck, he knows how to get charged up. He knows how to get the audience into it. He's going full Ultimate Warrior, just throwing clotheslines all over the place. Takes out all three of them. Yeah, black guy pulls a knife on him, and he still yeah. stops him. Yeah, it was amazing. And he just, big, you know, big sigh of relief. He's that rumbling, and he's, <laughs> like, he's like, I'm just going to shit in the squad car. <laughs> you know, blame it on these guys. So he goes back to call it in, <laughs> and he starts calling it. You hear that belly rumble? <laughs> some bowels release. And then a fucking truck hits him. Yeah, from behind, rear ends him right, right up. That's why you never at the wharf. So you go right off, right in the water. Yep. And we get to see who's behind the car. We'll reveal it in a minute here, but we, we'll recognize his face, and you'll recognize him because uh, he'll come up here in a second. Well, we see him struggling underwater, and then as it's, he's about to black out, we see these frogmen like float up towards the car, and then it's just cut to black. Oh, shit. 
Oh, so then we just uh, we're at a funeral now. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, he's Samuel, dead. whatever his name, dead. Yep. See, one cop's got tear in his eyes, like he didn't pay me that fifty bucks on that Knicks game. Yep, and then of course uh, that same man we saw they driving the twenty-one the- pastrami salute. <laughs> oh my! They all just drop like the roses you drop on the <laughs> just dripping nacho cheese, and jalapeno slices. And oh, while in God. the background we see this very mysterious yet sharp dressed black guy. Yeah. We recognized him as the man who was just driving the truck. Did we? Did they show it? They did. Oh, I didn't remember Second time that. through, I saw it. Okay, and we're like, hmm. And then he makes a beeline to the hospital. Yeah. Remo wakes up. Fucking, he's just like, where's my stash? Where's my stash? He's feeling it. And Yeah, the nurse is freshly shaving him. Yeah, she's like, I didn't like that mustache. Yeah. And it's like, I... I'm nobody without this mustache. Yeah. And, uh, he looks like, in the mirror. He notices. That's on my face. His face has been changed. Griff. Everything. And then we get. He's going to reveal himself. Fine. I, he might not even reveal his name. I'm going to use his name because I want to. Uh, we get Mac who walks into the room. The same man who fucking apparently f- staged a funeral, pushed him into the river and saved him. Right. And he's like, what happened to my face? We changed everything. And then immediately he looks at his dick. Yeah. Nemo looks down, checks his dick. He's like, well, we didn't change everything. everything. Come on, man. What's wrong with you? And it's okay. It's an acceptable size. And it goes to the nurse. Bitches leave. She walks out. Yeah. And he starts giving him the skinny on, hey, man, we faked your death. Yep. We gave you everything. You got a new identity, new fingerprint, new name. New he's name. Like, and then while he's saying that, he's looking at a bedpan. Yep. <laughs> and it says, Williams, like, Industries, yeah. Remo, Arkansas. It's like, yeah. Remo Williams. Very clever. Very clever. I like how it works. He's working with the you know, working with uh, objects around him. I love it. Right. So, Mac is giving Remo the whole fucking QAnon speech. He's just like, we need you to, uh, there's a deep state. There's a pedophile ring going on. Right. Uh, Grove Industries. We got congressmen involved. We've got the military involved. And of course, John Podesta, that motherfucker. He's like, Will you help us make America great again? And he's like, Yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever. I'm like, Can I get dressed? He's like, Sure, I'll be outside. Yeah. Leaves. There's a suit for him all there for some reason. Yep. Puts that on, and he just, he just hightails it out. He's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah. He he thinks he's going to do a old, uh, I don't know what I think if I woke was. up out of nowhere and someone changed my face, I would be like, I could get the fuck out of here. Oh, too. yeah. You're not trusting anybody in this situation. Yeah. You Yeah, you would immediately make a beeline to probably the police station. Well, first thing he does is steals the ambulance, driven by the dad from Family Matters. Oh, yes, it was. Yes, yeah. Carl Winslow. Bannon from Die Hard, the cop from Die Hard. That's right. And he's like, hey, my ambulance. And then Remo's like, ha-ha. I, I love he it. turns on some fucking 80s cock rock. Yeah, you, get, just, the, so you get some nice, whimsical music. He just stole an ambulance. And they're like, And just as he's like, I just got away. Cur- there's a curtain there. Yeah, there's pulls a curtain. Across. Max got a gun. Uh, you looking for this? Oh, man. Drive this way. Right? And then so he takes him to the nearest pizza place. Of course. And he's like, all right, we're going to go out of the basement of this pizza place. Oh, and he's already Jesus. like, what's going on here? Oh, fuck. And I recognize that logo anywhere. I'm not even going to say the name. Comet Ping Pong Pizza. Of course it is. Takes him to the basement, and we meet our man, Wilford Brimley. Here he is, the man of the hour. Harold something Smith. Yeah. H. Smith, I think it was. And he's like, hey, got diabetes. <laughs> and he's like, we need you. We're a secret organization. The president. I don't, even, I don't even fucking remember what president started it. 
<laughs> five presidents ago, so well, count backwards. Pres- we need, can you help us drain the swamp? Oh, shit. Oh, man. Where we go one, we go all. He's like, uh, he's like and he can see this little trepidation on Remo's side. He's like, well, let me show you this supercomputer I got. Yeah. I mean, of course, you're not going to believe it. So he does have to show, like, reveal a little bit of his hand to let him know, like, no, seriously, we are a super industry secret government thing. So, so we, re- yeah. So he reveals the super. They're computer. super secret. They're like the Sith of government industries. There's only a th- three guys. Yeah, it's three including guys. Including Remo. Yeah. And if you, the only way out is not in a body bag. That's right. Because he says that too. He's like, "Oh, by the way, we're not even asking you. Because you say no, we're gonna we're gonna kill you." Yeah. <laughs> and he goes like, "I guess they have no choice." All right. I mean, he's like, "All right, we're gonna drain that swamp." Yeah. Like I mentioned before, in the top half, he reveals the supercomputer with. Every single piece of information that goes through the world. It all routes to this computer. QAnon's got one of those. There are, Maybe yeah. fucking uh, Harold Smith's QAnon. Yeah, he's like, those weren't pizza ovens you saw on the way down. Those are 18 different supercomputers. All powerful. Right, because there's this room with these giant computers, and he's like, they yeah. make them that big still? Or like, those are the small ones. <laughs> so and It's all cooked up to like a gateway computer and shit. So very, we're very quick here. We're not. It doesn't feel like an origin story. It feels like we're in fast forward here because Mag takes uh, Remo out on his very first mission. Yeah, we gotta see how good you are. Yeah. So they stop, stop it for this apartment building. He's like, look, this guy's a fucking stone cold killer. Oh my god, yeah. If you can take this guy out, you're ready for cure. Yeah. Here's a gun. He's like, well, what? I'll be out here. Don't worry about it. You take care of this. Yeah, I'll be. Uh, he he was supposed to be his backup. He's like, I'll come in. You go in through and unlock this door or whatever, and then uh, yeah, we'll 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 get this worked out. So I like you're right. He sneaks in at you. Sneaks. He just stumbles in. He's like he's drunk. Like I'm like, how is this guy picked? He's like a fucking stumble bum. It's a complete goose. He just stumbles in. Chun is sitting there doing his working on his calligraphy. Yep. And Beautiful. he just doesn't even acknowledge. He's just looking at him. And yeah. Just, and this just, one's very weird. <laughs> well, it's one of those things where, you know, you don't, it's the last person you expect to be the dangerous guy. So he doesn't even think Chun's even a part of like, Where's that guy at? Yeah. It, he's, I mean, Chun is like statuesque here. So I really like uh, the tension of this scene because you're like, what the fuck is going on here? You felt like Remo. Like right. it's confusing. It's weird. It's awkward. It's everything. And it. it Still sneaking through the room, stumbling over everything, jiggling a doorknob real hard. It's, it's like it's yeah, it's like a a basement apartment. Yeah. Yet there's a stairway up to the first floor. Yeah. And so he tries that door, and she was like, oh, "It's locked." Yeah. Like, what do you fucking want? And he's like, well, you know, he's like, "What you know, speaky English?" <laughs> I'm shit. here to kill your master. Just uh, tell me how to get out because these. I'm not going to kill him. I'm just going to bail. So how do I get out of here? And he's like, there is no master here. I'm the master. He's like, you cannot leave. Yeah. And he gets up and starts walking to Remo Freak, standing his ground. Well, it's because he, he uh, Chun, he's got that flowing uh, Cholo kind of outfit on right now. Because he's got a Nehru jacket. Yeah, he's just got the top button, and then uh, everything (laughs) was separated. So so he reaches behind that cloaked uh, veil there. Just his junk a little. He stood up. That might have been it, yeah. Yeah. But Remo takes that as, oh, my God, he's going to pull a gun on me. (laughs) Right. So Remo shoots first. There's no dispute on this one. He shoots first, but Chun is so goddamn fast, he just dances his way right out of it. Apparently, Neo downloaded Shinanzu. 
Sinanju into his brain in the Matrix because that's what June does. He just starts dodging bullets. I think George R. R. Martin saw this and was like water dancing, and that's what became how Aria was strained. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so he's just fucking dodging the bullets. He grabs Remo's hand, yanks the gun out, flicks the remaining bullets out. Yeah, of the- he, he like ejects the cartridge and then he catches it. And then just like it, it was a beautiful, like badass action scene. That was really and cool. And then he puts the clip back in, his hands Remo the gun back. So Remo tries to like kick his ass. He's just, just dodging out of the way. Remo's crashing yeah, into shit. He's punching through like glass windows and shit. I was about to say glass walls. <laughs> And just when and then fucking uh, Chun hits him with one of those nerve punches because you like they got a thing where they get their two fingers and they stab you and yeah. hit you in nerve center fist of the North Star style yeah he goes bah, 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 bah. and then you see fucking Remo's head start swelling oh, and you're like holy shit then but just when that's, his head's about to explode Mac walks in no wait he's mm-hmm. our, we we invested a lot of money in this guy and so he's like just hits him again and then the head stops swelling. And then we find out, yeah, man, this this is this was then this isn't the first mission. He's met his master now, who's going to teach him about Sinanju. Yeah. So as we're learning about that, we're also going back to Harold, and he's hard at work at that computer. He does not leave his chair in this movie, by the no, way. He not. sits in it. For- I imagine Wilford Brimley rarely left the chair either. <laughs> at this point, he's like, I only act in chairs. Don't know what that voice scary was. part is. I'm pretty sure he was my age in this movie. That's dis- that's scary. That's disturbing. Yeah. I, in in '96, uh, Jake the Snake came back. He's 41 years old, and I understand he was going through a lot of drug and alcohol problems. He looks like he's 58. Oh. It's hard to believe that he was uh, several years younger than you. <laughs> so Harold, he's he's peeping in. He's peeping Tomlin on George Grove, this arms dealer. He's he doesn't pay his taxes. He just does. He does basically everything Trump does. Yeah, and a regular piece of shit. Yeah, we're just building up. We're just kind of getting like little tidbits on what our opposition will be for this movie because we're quickly going back to Remo, who's being escorted by Mac again to their secret hideout. He's eating like four hot dogs. He's got them like stabbed over his fingers, and he's just like slurping them off. Man's disgusting. Hey. Use a bun. All right, <laughs> that's what they're there for. I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they it's it's uh it's like the first day of school. Yeah. He shows up, they got this beautiful hipster type uh, studio apartment on top oh, of this yeah. building. A- abandoned building, brick interior. I do love it. How are you feeling about these exposed pipes? Because there's exposed pipes everywhere. It makes sense in this situation. It's it's very weird. Yeah, I thought so. And uh Chun's just sitting there on his knees. In you know, meditating, and he just says, breathe. And Remo's like, what? I thought I was going to learn to kick it. Breathe. Yeah. Breathe. But Remo just keeps talking. He's well, like, he has to, like, fucking be a smart ass. That's, that's their relationship. It's a very love-hate relationship. Yeah. So he's like, breathing like, <laughs> and then that ain't, Chun ain't going to take that shit. Yeah. So he just hits him, with, zaps him with the fucking nerve punch. <laughs> and then Remo's just flopping like a fish on the fucking ground. And uh, uh, June, he's just like, look, motherfucker, I'm going to teach you about Sinanju. <laughs> it's the greatest fucking, it's Korean. Of course. I didn't tell you that. We're the best. And he's like, are you going to keep talking this Chinese fortune cookie bullshit? And then he hits him again with a fucking nerf punch. Like, yeah. motherfucker. I love it very much. Again, Fist of North Star style. 
every time he hits him and he's seizing out and everything, there's always a release somewhere on his body right. for it. So the first time, it's like his wrist, and he like grips it, and then he snaps out of it. He comes to. He's like, don't you ever call me Chinese. <laughs> yes. I'm don't. fucking Korean, where the greatest people on the world come from. <laughs> Chinese then, people are dogs, and then in the and we don't even eat those dogs. <laughs> then with the second one, it's like the ear is a release. He pulls on his ear, and it, it's he's uh, he snaps out of whatever fucking punch did to him. And then he just fucking us. And then he learns his lesson. Remo learns his lesson. So he starts breathing, and we get a little Sinanju history. We learn it's it's from the Sinanju province of of, of Korea, and all martial arts. Are, came from Sinanju. It's the original martial art. Yeah. Wasn't and, he teaching him this while he was standing on his chest? Yes, he was doing They were up on the roof. Yep. He was standing on his chest telling Nature, that, nature telling of course. how Korea is the best. He's like, Korea, number one. <laughs> USA, bah, <laughs> And then he's like, okay, now we're going to run around on the edge of the fucking building. I love this because he immediately notes, uh, Chun that is, that Remo has a fear of heights. And so he's hitting him with some bullshit about... Well, most people do when you're on the edge of a building. Yeah, exactly. It's like, fear doesn't hurt you. you know, he starts ripping out some Paul Atreides Muabdib shit. He's like, fear is you. the... Was mind like, killer. Mind killer. Yeah. It's like, and... Now, tr- catch up to me and you'll get some of that sweet, sweet spice melange. <laughs> Get that sweet spice. And that's enough for his spice. Yeah. <laughs> so he starts running. He's like, <laughs> that's one of the secret uh, ingredients in a hot dog. I bet. Remo's doing a little twinkle toes across it. And then all of a sudden, he's like like a fish to water. They start running all across. We get a yep. nice wide shot of some some stuntmen running around. Yep. The we got five days of origin training here. So uh, we'll be going in and out. But uh, after we see that he's starting to pick up the roof running, we actually go back to Harold. Getting more information about this whole Grove stuff. Well, we learned that he's been fleecing the taxpayers with a satellite system called HARP. George Grove, that is. George Grove. And that's why Harold wants him so badly, because he cares about the taxpayers and draining that swamp. So and, HARP is basically supposed to be like the Star Wars thing that Reagan came up with. But theoretically, it's supposed to be a satellite that would shoot nuclear missiles out of the sky so they wouldn't hit America. Yeah. And, of course, it's all bullshit, but Harp is raking in the military. He's got this big government contract. Oh, yeah. He's selling all kinds of arms to the mil- U.S. military and everything. He, he's He definitely disguises himself well, just like any pedophile well, he would. He owns all these, like, senators and generals and shit. Yeah. I mean, but, and then he's out there. This is totally make-believe. I could never see this happening in real life. He's fucking donating money to all these kind of great Ronald Girl McDonald charity, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts. He he's holding on face. He just goes at all, and I love he got a, he's got a camera in George's limo. Like that's how it's yes. sophisticated. They weren't kidding when they said they had seat technology. <laughs> they could tell how hot an ass was in a seat because they're like this Grove guy. He's, his temperature is and very cool. We, he's a cool cat. But when they when they get into the limo, we say what a piece of shit Grove is because he's like, don't ever let those children touch me again. He's just yeah. Like totally we saw him at a Boy Scouts thing, and one of the one of the boys touched him, and he was like, this is weird. Disgusting to have a boy touch you at a Boy Scout. You know, yeah, the other way around. And so, and I love his henchman was uh, Drago's uh, trainer in Rocky Four. Oh IV. shit! I thought I recognized him. And then he's just like, "Well, time for some hunting." Starts undoing his pants, and then he's like, "What's <laughs> going on here?" Like he notices some shit, like a big red thing that says <laughs> "alert" or "system hijacked" or something pops on his screen, and he's like, 
Well, what in tarnation is this? My diabetes acting up? <laughs> Somebody spill oatmeal on this. <laughs> spill oatmeal. And then we see, no, it's uh, it's Rainer, weird name, Fleming. Yep. yep. Played by Mrs. Columbo herself, Kate Mulgrew. Mrs. Columbo herself? Yeah, she was Mrs. Columbo. When? Didn't they There do was a, a series called Mrs. That's Columbo. That's right. There was a spinoff series. I mean, to you, to you Star Trek nerds, she's Captain Janeway from... That's why she is. God, right. she looks She'll so always familiar. be Mrs. Columbo to me. You've like, never seen an episode <laughs> of Mrs. Columbo. And so she's like trying to look in on Grove. I mean, this is some Neil Breen level hacking It's only here. one tube. And remember, this is, pre, this is pre-internet. So there's one tube. One tube that you can look in on this shit. And our man Wilford's using it at the moment. Yeah. So that was the alert was. Yeah. They're not supposed to know that he's doing this. She's trying to log in, but she can't log in because it, it's like... Well, the, she forgot her password. She's like, what the fuck was it again? Why don't I write these things down? So the, this charming man, I thought he was straight out of Miami Connection. I thought he was John from Miami Connection. He comes over, and he's just like, well, maybe you're not pressing the keys right. And he's like stroking her fingertips and shit. Uh, it's getting real you, weird. You could do this in 85. Oh, yeah. Oh, you would immediately be escorted from the premises. Now. Yeah. Nowadays, they, someone would raise a red flag. But back in the day, the sexual harassment for Fleming is pretty disgusting. <laughs> Everyone's touching her butt and telling her how, 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 how good her caboose is looking today. So Yeah, but she's like, look, I am a powerful, strong woman. I will not take this shit. Somebody's trying to hack into our computer. Don't worry about it, baby. I yeah. got it covered. Yeah. She's like, no, 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 no. I'm going straight to the top. I'm going to Watson. I'm going to go to Watson. So she goes over to Watson, her commanding officer, and she's telling him, look, I have to go to this Grove it, it, Island thing. No, it's, uh, it's a what weapons it? proving ground. So weapons they t- proving they, ground. They test uh, weapons. And she's like, I'll be there for the next three days. When I get back... If that clearance is fucking cleared up, I will drop an elbow. And that's a guarantee. And Watson just hits her with, like, you know, you women really should just be at home. You shouldn't, you know, talk to your commanding officer. He was a wimp. He was kind of curled under this. Yeah, he's a sexist wimp. Yeah. So, next day, Remo's training, new diet, no more Chef Boyardee. It's all kimchi and rice. Yeah, I love how, did you love the, the set dressing for the fridge? Yeah, it was just a big bucket of kimchi and some rice, a yeah. bowl of rice. <laughs> <That> was <it. laughs> Two golden like it was like golden vessels though. <laughs> it was great. Oh. And he's like, "Where's the real food here?" And like, get little little Barb from Chun. They're always back and forth, like a married couple. They're oh just yeah, back and forth. It's only day two, so of course they're still going to be real hot. So with we each get other. a little more lecture on Sinanju. We learned that Sinanju brings peace through assassination. Peace that's what, through assassination. That's what Sinanju. He's like. He's like. Alexander the Great, John Kennedy, rouse all these people. We did it. Like, no, that, that, no, we did it. We yeah. make it look like an accident every time. That's the whole thing. You don't use guns or do anything like that because it's hard to make a gun look like an accident. Just ask Epstein. Um, but you can make you know all these assassinations. Yeah, they're professionals. Yeah, the every assassination. Or every, excuse me, not every assassination. Everything we. That we thought was a natural death yes. of an important person was assassination from the Sinanju master. And he's like, look, I made you, here's your fingerboard. I want you to work on it. Get them fingertips nice and, and calloused. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you, we're going to be playing some Metallica, and I, I need I need you some Cliff Burton <laughs> bass riffs. Got to play with your fingers. None of that pick bullshit. None of that pick bullshit. So he gives the fucking uh, fingerboard to. He's like, what am I supposed to do? Just hold this thing? And he's like, find a nail on the wall. There's no hole in it. 
So fucking Chun takes it, and I love the sound effect for his finger piercing. Yeah, <laughs> whatever works. And it fucking destroys a giant hole into this fingerboard, and right in the center. And we kind of like cut to nighttime, and John is like, get, John uh, Remo, Remo is Remo's like in his bedroom. He's just practicing that fingerboard. I love when he's like, oh, my hands hurt so much. And then he goes to like throw it out of nails. Puts it in nice a, little comedic bit, and then he's hearing some bullshit. He's like, "I'm gonna get something to eat," and he hears all this like bullshit from the TV. He's like, "What the fuck is what?" And it's like a soap opera, and we see fucking the tune. He's on his he's on his sofa with a blanket. He's got a plate of Hagen dazs. He's, he's even that. got a little uh, uh, um, incense going too. Like and he is all he, in he the is mood. engrossed, and he's like, "What the fuck? What?" And then. Chun's like, this is the only thing your culture's ever given to the world. This is any worth. And he's like, it's a fucking soap opera. He's like, what are you talking about? This is about honor and family and respect. And love. It's got it all. So, Chun, the episode ends, and Remo is harp. Like, let's get some hard-boiled eggs going. Let's get the Chef Boyardee <laughs> bubbling. I'm ready to eat. And he's like... Chun goes over and he starts pulling everything out of the fridge, all that rice and kimchi. You no, know, there was it was a very uh, you know you always expected Chun to cook for him. Did you notice that? Yeah. What's up with that? He's yeah. the master. Yeah. I mean, it does flip the script later on, yes, but, it does, but it's because he, he's like, I'm hungry. Yeah. He, he knew that if uh, Chun knew that if he left it up to Remo, he'd fuck it all up. So it'd be all, yeah, you said it'd be all shit boy RD. Yeah. Beefaroni again. Beefaroni. So he's like. You don't worry about the cooking. I'll do the cooking. You go practice balance. And so there's this whole setup. Like It was a human-sized mousetrap game. Yeah. Like, they're a cool-ass loft here. Uh, what do they call Yeah, loft works. Uh, it has, like, a mid-drift second floor that they have their beds on, like, 12 feet up. And so he has to do this whole balance beam that starts with, like, a seesaw and then he has to walk up that, and then he's yeah. jumping on it's like, like it's like the game Mousetrap. Oh this, yeah, this yeah. Human sized. Okay, okay. I, and so he's, he's doing there. that, and he gets it, and he's so happy. And like, like this is the common theme. It's like, like Chun, he's 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 proud of him, but he never will admit it. Yeah. And Chun and, and Remo wants him to just give him some validation so badly. So there's always this little like thing between them. And Chun's just like, okay, that's great. Now come down. Like, yeah, I can fucking no do that. No problemo. And then Chun just p- turns the lights off. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. He's like, use, you feel. You don't use your eyes. You feel. Yeah. Of course, you just hear, like, Clatter, cartoon yeah. sound effects. Uh, the accordion falls. <laughs> <laughs> but we cut to, and we're back at our military grounds. Yeah, they're, they're testing out the new uh, like AR-60 AR from uh, Grove Industries, and one just blows up in a soldier's face. Yeah, we got this soldier, and he's walking through, and he's pounding at his gun. You can uh, see it was, that it was, something's It was wrong. a musket, but, you know, yeah. the latest technology is putting the <laughs> powder and, and, uh, a, and a little bearing in there. And it just blows up in his face. And Flaming just happened to witness that. Yeah. And they're like, nothing to see here. And then and she's like, she notices like the barrel of the gun, like the pieces like laying there. She picks it up, says Grove on it. She's like, hmm, this would be interesting. Yeah, she stuffs it into her boot because she doesn't want anyone to know she's took. She, I don't know how she smells trouble, but she smells it like a million miles away. She's got mm-hmm. some spidey senses going on here. <sighs> 
So we get into um, we get a meeting between Grove and Watson, who was the general that was given Fleming shit earlier, and we learn that Watson's a bitch for Grove. He does whatever he says, and Grove's like, he's like, look, your gun exploded. I I know you don't care about you know and you got this fucking deal, but uh, we can't have soldiers dying on the proving grounds. Yeah, like look, motherfucker, what I pay you for? <laughs> Fix it. But uh, Grove hits him back even harder because he's like, Uncle Sam may have given you that uniform, but everything else is me. So that report that uh, that Fleming wrote up, lose it. Take it in the bathroom with you. Flush it down the toilet. I don't give a shit. Okay. Okay. Day three. I love how Remo's like a man. He's he's doing magic in three days. Three days. That's all it takes. But so they're, they're at Coney Island. Getting some fucking chili dogs. Remo loves his chili dogs. Yeah, fuck yeah, he does. But before that, the guy did some Ferris wheel training. So June is inside the car. Remo's hanging on the bottom of it. Yeah. I guess the, the the object is to just climb up and get on the top and then balance yourself on the top. Who fucking knows what the object was? <laughs> there was finger strength involved, though, because the, uh, the grate for the uh, Ferris wheel carriages were very small, so he could just put his fingers in there, and I think that was part of it. It was supposed to be more yeah. finger strength training. Okay, it's all about the fingers here. It's all about the fingers. I, I can't wait till he sprains his wrist because he won't be able to put as much muscle behind it. But he does a good job. Not good enough to get any praise from Chun, yeah. but good. And while they're going by, we just go, "Hey, Mister, how about you win a Pink Panther doll for your grandkids?" Th- this uh, whole like. Little carnival looks abandoned as all well, hell. It's Coney Island in the middle of winter. That's okay. probably why. That's, okay. I don't think it's even open in the winter time. But they're filming in the winter time. There was nobody there for the Ferris June's wheel. June's got a muff on with hands in. Yes, He's just... there was no one there for the Ferris wheel. But there was a ring toss guy who, <laughs> and the kids were wearing shorts. It was it was a weird time. So it was winter time. You got kids in shorts. You know those crazy white kids that like they wear like a fucking hooded sweatshirt and shorts. I don't know yeah. what the fuck. That's those kids. Yeah, that's that's what was happening. But they're losing their ass on this ring toss game. Well, it's because it's a con. There's no way you can win this game. Of course, it's a con. all games at, at Coney Island are con games. Of course, unless you got the powerful fingers of Chun. Yeah. So like. I think this is a this is a moment where like Remo's like there's no way he can win. I'm gonna make him look like an asshole. Yep. Here, I'll pay for it. Chun has like five little rings. He just throws them, hit all the bottles, not one miss. He he did the. I like how he's getting a little bit of the Western taste because he did the like gun blow thing. You know, blow out that gun smoke. Right. And the guy's like, all right, well here's your shitty fucking Pink, Pink Panther, Panther. dog. And, and then, here's the cutest moment. To to go into the sunset, we have them walking down the pier. And okay. they're they're each holding an arm of the Pink Panther. And he's just like, just rem-, Chun says to Remo, just remember, this is mine. This motherfucker's mine. I want it. It's mine. <laughs> Finders keepers. So we go to the night. Uh, Chun is, he's watching his soaps again. He's, he's doing, just completely he's enthralled. Doing those fuck. He's like, just... Left, balancing yeah, on, right. on his fingertips. Yeah, he's he's holding up all of his weight. He's in the lotus position and he's holding himself up by just fingertips. Beautiful. It's great he's work. Just it's great engrossed in this fucking story about somebody getting like a penis enlargement surgery or something. <laughs> and Remo's sneaking in and he's got a he's got a nice. Well, you know he's bag. been to a supermarket because there's a little green and stuff hanging out the top. <laughs> and that's shocking because we know how Remo likes to shop. None well, of he's got to get some shit to make it look like he's getting chewed. That's true. Food, you know? Re- Chun must have noticed what you noticed. You gotta have that green chip poking out. Right. 
But what he has in this bag is Chef Boyardee, <laughs> and he notices he has taken very close note of how short Chun is. So he's putting it on the top of the cupboards where Chun wouldn't be able to see it. Right. He's like hiding his O. Henry's and his Baby Ruth's and his M and M's and the Chef Boyardee, but he doesn't even take the time to empty everything out because he puts the bag on the counter, and Chun finally comes over and he's inspecting those groceries. And he's like, "Mano solo gloria," and then fucking uh, Remo corrects him. He's like, "I know how to say rat droppings, but I wouldn't eat that shit either." Yeah. Throws it in the trash. Remo's like, God, I'm going to go through the trash again. Where rice? No rice. And he's like, you better go back to that fucking store and get the right. Remo tries to mouth off to him. And Chun has his back to him. He quickly, Chun that is, snaps around with a gun and fires it at Remo. And Remo, he heard his fucking, his uh, muscles twitch. He said some shit like that. Like, yeah, it does. He does. He's like, like, you heard my muscles twitch, didn't he's, you? He's, he's like, like, yeah. Yeah. And then Chun's, he's impressed, but he, he can never give Remo what he wants to set validation. Yeah. But he's just like, all right, I'm out of here. And then he's like, he like shoot, he's like, you're out of bullets, idiot. I remember yeah, shot four he, yesterday. He, he hears him click the gun, yeah. and he's like, you shot me. You shot at me four times yesterday. You shot at him twice during this scene. So he's like, you're out of bullets. And then he fucking shoots again, and it's actually a live bullet, and he shoots it right behind his head, right off a metal railing. You don't know where that bullet could have ended up, but of course Chun knows. He was, I reroded. <laughs> that was too good. <laughs> so Grove, cut back to Grove, the boringest fucking villain in film history. He really is. He's in a subcommittee that Harold's like peeping Tom on. And I, even like the most like the Pentagon, he can sneak in and with these cameras and see what's going on. There is no sneaking in. He has control. <laughs> he has the backdoor access to everything. And if you want to say that, you know what? Uh, sorry, I'm getting political here. They're trying to put a backdoor in like all of our phones now. And there's all these Congress people who are like, yeah, that's a good idea. We need to do that. Of course, it's not a good idea because Wilford Brimley from the grave is going to get a hold of it. and He's going to be chatting away while he's watching hentai. He's going to pour coffee and fry all of our, our phones God and computers. damn it. I dropped my oatmeal <laughs> on this fucking computer. Yeah, drop that But he there. notices that Fleming's the only one grilling. Everyone else has been bought and paid for. So Fleming's the only one grilling this guy. I saw a fucking musket blow up in this soldier's face. Oh, yeah. It was like the Kavanaugh he's like, accidents happen. Yeah. What, do I, what do I know? And then fucking old diabetes phase goes, hey, Mac, this, 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 this chick's got moxie. I want you to look out for her. Protect her. Yeah. And just as we're saying that, we're cutting back to Grove. And he's got his Mangoon Stone, uh, Stone. Drago trainer. Yeah. And uh, he's just like, look, that woman, put her on a short lease. I, I mean, like, break her neck. Like, get rid of her. Don't let her. Well, just watch her right now. Is it just watch her? Yeah. Okay. Because his stone with his sweet-ass grill, he's just taking pictures right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Sweet-ass grill. He's got one tooth <laughs> with a diamond on it. And they're, like, well, making this big deal. For 85, that was crazy. I, I believe that. That's Day true. four. Primo is literally floating on air now. Dude, he, I, what <laughs> confused me is he's running through the sand. There's a giant mound of sand, and he pulls his best buck, buck flip into it. 
and crashes into the sand somehow yeah. in the middle of Spice it. Spice Melange, dude. He's like a fucking worm. Oh, my God. Maybe he's transformed. Don't, isn't that the whole thing? Paul Atreides becomes a worm later on? I don't I think, know. I've, I, think, I haven't read fast, past the first book. I think that's what happens. Maybe that's what's happening with him. Too much spice. Yeah. He's like can burrow through a sand now. And then he starts jogging, and Chun and, and Mac walks up, and they're watching. I love this because Chun's, Chun's emoting during this scene. Right. Fascinating. Amazing. He's just like... Little higher, little more. He's like a proud little mother uh, bird watching her baby yeah. take flight. Again, insane outfit here. <laughs> Just looking all kinds looking of like Mongolian. Kublacan. Kublacan. And uh, yeah, we see fucking Remo. Day four is levitating. He, four days. <laughs> so Max steps up and he's just like, hey. Ooh, uh, how's he doing? He's like, he's doing great. He's uh, up ahead of schedule. Oh, great, because we, we need him. Oh, no, no, he's not ready. Well, how long? 15 years. It's like 15 what years. the fuck can he do if after day four he's levitating? 15 right. years. 15 years. It's like, well... Uh, he's like, if I cut some corners, 14 and a 14 half. 14 and a half. So he, he settles on just like, look, uh, we don't care because we, we need him. Yeah, we're, we're, I'm sorry. We're, we're barring him. We'll bring him back. <laughs> but we, we just have them... Uh, Remo and Chan back at home. Remo, now that he's hovering, he's really understanding the Korean way. Finally figured out Korean barbecue. Yep, he so finally he the figured out. the and he's cooking up it's some beautiful. ribs. Beautiful. And he's like, Chun, how, how old are you? And Chun hits him with like, I'm no older than uh, a milkweed and uh, somewhat young for a mountain. Like, you no, know, he goes, what? I'm older than a, a apricot and younger than a mountain. <laughs> Apricot. So total dodge a question. He must have been listening in, and, and he's like, "Well, I need to get some fucking pussy, man. What the fuck? It's been a month. They've been actually he's in day four. They've been training for a month. We've 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 oh they've been fla- they've because he hasn't well he hasn't been laid for a month. I don't know if he's been training for a month. Maybe he well he's some, been in the hospital well, for God knows he who, probably how long. had some dry spells. We saw that mustache earlier. That was yeah. yeah. Plus, you can't fuck on a fucking uh, pastrami. Uh, Nacho cheese pastrami sandwich. And, <laughs> you cannot. I've tried. And it's, it's, a, it's a mess. And uh, Chun's like, them bitches want your chi, man. No. Don't be fucking. You want to please a woman. I, I know fucking 48 ways to please a woman. Well, what lesson is it? <laughs> and he goes, Get, grab her arm, feel her pulse on her wrist, yep. and then just tap, tap, tap right into the rhythm with her heartbeat. And and he's like he's like he's like make some rice. That's what's then and. you will know when the rice is done. He wasn't telling her about how to fucking please a woman. He's telling her how to tell time on rice. I like that he dipped his hands in the rice and he's like two more minutes. He <laughs> knows all the ridiculous shit they tossed in there was just amazing. All right, so we go into the next day. This is gonna be Remo's first day on uh, in action here. But we're starting out with Fleming, and she's walking into an office, uh, some kind of military office, of course. You see Stone with that diamond grip. Ting! He saw, she saw that, uh, like a toothpaste commercial. He's like, I got to get that. Ting. Oh, yeah. How do you do that? Oh, man. And he's got the little camera Baking in his soda. lapel. He's taking pictures. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Remo, I think it's been more than a month since he's been late because he is so awkward. <laughs> he <laughs> is so fucking awkward. So hold on. Because Fleming gets up there. Into the office, yeah. and she meets with Mac, Mac pretending to be dis- like a colonel. Yeah, in disguise, and he's like, "Hey, I got you those files." And of course, we know that he works for Cure, 
who has access to all the information in the world. Right. So they got her everything she needed to know to expose Grove Industries. She's got all the files now. Right. She uh, binders full of files. So she gets the files and hits the elevator, and Remo squeaks right in got there and immediately falls. leather, some shoulder pads on Beautiful it. Beautiful turtleneck sweater. And he's like, yeah, um, uniforms. Mm, yeah, um, buttons. Them great but I think he was going to say, that's a great butt you have. They've been building No, up I think to he's that. so awkward. He just, he just said he's buttons. He's about buttons. Okay. And she even she's like, are you fucking kidding me? I know. That, that was that was wonderful. She just laughed at him. She's like, okay. <laughs> so she oh. gets off. He's like, no, no, no. And she's like, taxi. And he's like, no, no, let me get that madame. He's my lady. He like, oh, doffs his cap with a feather in it. Ugh. And while he's doing that, we see Stone like pulling up, getting his—he's got that lapel cam, yep. getting pictures of everything. And she's like, "Uh, you know what? I I got an Uber coming. I don't I don't need you. I'll I'll yeah. see you later. Don't follow me, you fucking weirdo." And so Remo is just like he's kind of laughing at himself. He just let off his best lines, and he's like. He's confused. He's <laughs> like, what? He's so like, he's standing in the middle of the it road. It works with those those hookers when I busted them. <laughs> standing in the middle of the road, and uh, Stone is waiting for him to get out of the way. Well, yeah, he's trying to chase after Fleming. So he's like, get out of the fucking way. He's like, and I don't, a problem with it? Does Remo know this, or is it just a coincidence? It's a coincidence. Okay. He has no idea who Stone is. So... Remo, then, he just, he just assaults... to joke a regular fucking guy. He starts strangling Stone. And here's, a, here's something we've never seen before. A cop telling someone to stop strangling somebody. Yeah, a black cop. Yes. Yeah. So she comes... Oh, boy. I just like that. We know his, string, his finger strength is right. incredible at this right. point. All right? And so he goes up to a person who honked at him because he was standing in the road, in a live road... And he says, hey, jerk, people in New York are kind to each other. It's like, what the fuck? Is that's, that is not the stereotype of New York at all. Yeah, well. And I guess he was kind of playing a – I guess he was just mocking it because he was choking a man out. Yes. But then he notices the tooth, and he's just like, who, who, who's your dentist? Tiffany's? Because he notices the diamond and the tooth. Right, and then the cop's like, break it up or I'll kick both your asses. She's like, hey, I'm just a normal you know, working class Joe Public, whatever the fuck, I'm out of here. <laughs> so Grove takes one final shot of Remo, I mean Stone, Stone, and they go to Grove. Yeah. They got the pictures, and like Grove's like, kill that motherfucker. He has yeah. no game at all. He's like, ugh. Yeah, they they think that she's involved. That Remo is involved with Fleming, so she, he's like, you know what? Let's put a bobby in front of them. Let's uh, let's just take out this fuck. Day five of training. We're at the Statue of Liberty, girl. I thought we already did heights, but we're doing heights again now. Well, this is well, this is a little higher it's a than little a higher. Ferris wheel. Okay, so we started with the building, then we went to a Ferris wheel. <laughs> right. Statue now we're of going, fucking Liberty, which are real shots, and the yeah, Statue did, of Liberty. Did you, did you did you know what was going on in this shot? Uh, they were. I mean, I, I mean, I read about it. Yeah, they, they were. It was the hundredth anniversary, eighty six. So they were re. So that was that was the real Statue of Liberty with the real scaffolding. Yep. Except for the close up shots, that was some fake shit. That was uh, actually Mexico City. Right. So we just see him. He's just, I guess, balancing on the Statue. Of it's not a balancing and stabbing your fingers into shit. It's yeah. It's just standing. It's not even like 
like the balancing he was doing in the apartment, that was like some real crazy shit. Right. And then the rooftop was like a wide roof. It's still scary. Right. But, uh, and then the Ferris wheel, obviously, big platforms to stand on. And the Statue of Liberty, he was just like standing on the head. There's a lot of just like no, standing No, he was high. up above the fucking uh, torch. He was that high. And that was a real guy. And th- that real guy, stuntman from fucking, he played all the evil ninjas in all the Shokazugi movies. He, oh, he's a no canon, shit. canon regular. And he was like also it. the evil ninjas in uh, the, the American Ninja movie. He was, I think he was Dudikoff's double in the first American Ninja movie. Interesting. So Sean has, he, he gets him up there. And he's like, all right, just hang out up there all day. I'm going to go yeah, gotta, watch the kids fish. There's a lot of wind up there, too, you got to think. Yeah, uh, yeah so, I know. I, it would be rough. So he, uh, Chun just goes off to watch some kids fish. And uh, while he's getting to the ground, we see that Stone has arrived. And he's got these village people. And they're all he's in the construction. the same gang from Revenge of the fucking Ninja. Yes. <laughs> the cowboy, the black guy in roller skates. And everybody. he's rolling out 20, 40, 60. Finally, they settle on a hundred bucks a piece, and these construction goons they they go up the elevator, and they're there. This is another thing: the construction goons they must be masters of Sinanju because they have no trouble being. They're like swinging from fucking what shit. Are you talking? They're they're fucking. Uh, they they work on this shit. They know. I about know, it. but it's like Remo's a master now, and he's like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Stop! Like he's a fucking. He's, this is his fifth day. He should be like knowing how to do everything. Because he's on like a little catwalk type thing, and the guys start stomping on it. Yeah. Go, come on, pussy, 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 pussy. You're going to come on here. Oh, Say, man. come on, guys. That kind of language is not acceptable in today's society, gentlemen. All right, let's be respectful to each other. And so they just start like tossing wrenches. They're fucking like throwing shit at them. They got like those like safety things with like the clip on it, and they're flinging those at Remo. Yeah, and I think Remo falls and like lands on the torch or something. Remo does fall a little bit. He ends up like balancing across a swinging pole that happened to be there. And uh, what ends up happening is he like gets some kind of cover where no one can really pick them out but they see this brown bag well we first that we get a fucking crazy real shot of the fucking stuntman hanging from one hand off a fucking pipe that's like hanging off of the statue of liberty okay that was pretty fucking crazy that was crazy but yeah they they see this brown satchel fall and they're all just like hey that's i know they see him fall and the brown okay that's the problem because he's on, like, a, one of those things that they use to, like, clean windows on skyscrapers, scaffold, whatever. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, scaffold, yeah. And he falls off with the, the, the I guess somebody brought their laundry. I don't know what the fuck. There's, like, a bag of shit. But he he catches onto something, like, the, I think the tit of Statue of Liberty or something. Grabs yeah, a nipple. she had a hard nipple. And <laughs> that's what they added in 86. Okay. Like, this isn't sexy enough. <laughs> this isn't sexy enough. And the, but the bag falls, and they hear thoughts. And when you hear a thud, you think that's got to be a body. Yeah. I always think. Yeah, okay. So so the goons are just like, fuck it. Let's go get a couple. Some Meister brows. So, <laughs> all right, so they hit the elevator, and they're laughing. They're high-fiving. That was great. We just murdered a guy. We just murdered that guy for $300. I know. No, It's 85 in New York, so no one will look into it. <laughs> but, of course, Remo, he is pissed now. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think. And he's charged up, and he, he wants the audience there to really get him riled up. But he doesn't have an audience, so he just does it himself. And he runs over to that elevator, and he jumps on top of it, and he pulls out the little electrical wires. Again, I thought he was going to fry up a quick hot dog. Yeah, I think he did. Get he some energy. Cut that out. Yeah. Kind of killed the, you know, the flow. 
And so he starts opening the top of the elevator, and he's got he's pulling his own hacksaw bit here. There happened to be a loose two by four, so he grabs that and he's jabbing him in the face with it. He's climbing around the cage, very, very foreshadowed, foreshadowing yeah. to the whole uh, uh, Ferris wheel. Also, very slowly. Everything he does is very slow. Oh, well, he is fifty, so yeah. <laughs> so, but not not too slow because he. Makes his way around to where the door is, opens it up, beats the shit out of The guys are so confused because they're expecting him to come out. I don't know why because he's so slow. I mean, I could see if he's like, you know, like Batman shit where he's like one side, then the other. And if it was dark out or something, you know, (laughs) anything else. But this is like some young buck psychology. He's like, hold on a second. Hold on. Wait, hold on. And then he, (laughs) I'm coming around the front. And he takes what he does, he takes up both those goons and i thought he murdered them and i was like how are you gonna make that an accident but (laughs) the one guy he threw out of the elevator he tied his ankle up so once the elevator gets to the ground you know he'll be fine yes uh but of course sean again he he goes remo he gets down he runs over to uh like the waterfront and he looks over and he sees stone just Riding out on a boat, and they lock eyes, and he's like, you're up to something. You're, you're involved with some shit. And as he's staring off at Stone, we uh, the camera... Well, Stone tells two of his goons, take care of that motherfucker. Okay. So they chase after, and they're like another couple middle-aged guys. No. They look like they were from the 50s. They have, like, fedoras <laughs> and, you know, like, the suits on. And they start chasing Remo, and Remo does his, like... <laughs> We were talking about him shitting his pants oh, earlier. Shit. He looks like he's about to shit his pants. Like he's walking super slow. Like he's <laughs> like he has a load in his pants. He's like, like, but somehow that makes him float across concrete like wet cement. I always forgot about this scene because yeah. we we had the foreshadowing <laughs> to the carnival. Now we have the foreshadowing to the sand. Oh. So he's very slowly. I guess that's how you do it. You go very slowly if you want to walk across wet cement because he does it. And the other guys chase him, and they sink. It's like six feet of cement. The guy probably, he's dead now. He's just oh, drowning in man. cement. I remember being 12 and thinking that people could run on water. Well, foreshadow. Back to foreshadow. All right. So, anyways, Stone, he's watching him uh, drive away in the boat. They lock eyes. He's like, that's my guy. And uh, camera p- just kind of pulls out a little bit more, and we're looking over the shoulder of a man with a gun about to shoot. Remo in the back, and then Chun very quietly comes in, does one of his nice dancer moves, takes the gun away, knocks the guy out, and disappears before Remo can even see that he almost was murdered. Right, because he doesn't want to break his confidence or right. get his. And we know that he killed. he loves Remo. He does have a passion for him. Yeah, right. he's got <laughs> a passion. Oh, passion's too far. Yes, it's like, sexual. Yes, too okay. sexual. I would say he just he's a fatherly love for this. You know, okay, he um, is a he is a promising student. Yes, that's for sure. He read his eyes, <laughs> and so Grove is fucking irate, or like no. Well, he is irate, but we go back to Harold. Yeah. And we learn, hey, they know about us. We know about them. Remo reports in that he was almost murdered by a guy with a Tiffany tooth. And that's what clues Harold in that Grove knows too much. And Harold's like, you know, I got cameras everywhere, but that's not enough evidence. (laughs) I need concrete evidence. And by the way, if we fail, we got to kill ourselves. Yeah. If Grove gets too close, (laughs) the headline's going to read... Harold R. Smith. You see this here? These aren't diabetes pills. <laughs> this syringe isn't for my insulin. 
this is some P2P. And I'm going to have to inject it in my neck. <laughs> and then people, are, you're going to hear the headline. You know, known like philanthropist Harold H. Smith kills himself with P2P. <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, Max like, fuck, Dylan's going to shoot me in the back of the head. Like, yeah. fuck, I don't even get to kill myself. Yeah. And I don't even want to say what's going to happen to you. Autoerotic asphyxiation. That's what it's going to look like. Yeah. And, if, well, and you know who's going to do it? Thank you. Tune. And Remo is beside himself. He's like, what? This man who I think has a passion for me? <laughs> he's going to do it? And so, so he just runs home. It can't yeah. be true. No. I'm surprised they didn't do a scene of him just like f- trying to figure this out in his head with some soft music playing. But no, they just rush straight to the house. I could see him on a beach with a, a pink sweater wrapped around his neck. Thank you. Shirt. On a swing. Yeah. Just go, not even uh, pushing the swing, just letting the breeze kind of take him All as right. he contemplates. So he's like, comes back. He doesn't let on to Chun and he doesn't let Chun know he knows what he knows. He's like, well, I got to go. Me and Matt got to go do a mission. Yeah. I'll be gone a couple of days. Chun, always working on that calligraphy in his spare time. Yeah. He's on a fucking fucking tiger skin rug. It is pitch black in here. Right. Very well, it's got very uh the heart lighting. It's like the nice spotlight. Oh, the on moonlight. Chun. Yeah. And he's working on that calligraphy. Yeah. He's like Chun's like, "Oh, by the way, yes, I would kill you yeah. if I had to." Because it's in my contract. I yeah. can't break my contract. I'm he, an honorable man. Chun calls uh, uh Harold Emperor Smith. Yes. So it's like, if Emperor told me to, I'd kill you. I guess that's a Korean thing. And then you can just see the heartbreak on Remo's face. I thought we had something. Yeah. Remember when I made you rice and Chef Boyardee? And you threw it in my face? He's like, get Remember fucked, Remember when I took fatty? you to Vinny's? You said that was the best fucking guacastrone you've ever had. <laughs> and he slams the door. I'm going to see Mac. So, again, we're still on the night here. Remo and Mac, and they're meeting up for a mission. It's that they're going to the factory, the Grove factory, to check out. Yeah, they, what's they going believe on. the satellite. Oh, they should know the satellite's there. Harold reveals he knows the satellite's there, and we even they need that concrete he knows- evidence, though, Griff. They need photos from them instead of photos from the the camera that Harold's using. I hate it. I want to spoil this now. He even reveals Harold reveals that he knows the satellite's fake, and he still <laughs> sends them on this mission. All right. all right. This is just another fucking boondoggle to fucking siphon off money from the taxpayers. I, I fucking hate this. So, it's like a stealth bomber. So there, it's a gated area. You know, it's a super gated secret facility and yeah. everything. It's like <laughs> asshole. But they have electrified fencing. They have Dobermans. Oh my god, Snoop Dogg would like these they, Dobermans because they look ninja fucking Dobermans. These are ninja fucking Dobermans. They're in Shokazugi trained these ninjas. I have Dobermans. to believe it, or the Wu Tang did. I don't know. And so One of the since two. they have all that, all they need is two like eighty year old men look like Stan Lee, like <laughs> to guard the fucking you know. They're like, we won't need any drill. I'm going to take a little nap. We got them ninja dogs. You ain't got to worry about them. You know, when I read my Buck Rogers cartoons, I just always fall asleep. And to let you know, this ain't just an ordinary fence. This is an electrical fence. Yeah. Our boy, uh, uh, Mac, he's got like some fucking wire cars. He's like. Just raking it across the fence. And you see electricity shooting. Remo's Remo's like, did Chun teach you that? What the fuck? Yeah. I didn't know you were a Sensitsu master. Well, he is. Well, he knew that because he he got he was trained before. Because he was like, because remember he made that thing, you ever dodge any bullets? He's like, if they come really fucking slow, I can dodge. Yeah, them. I liked that line. But uh, he's like, no, I learned something from a Korean, the Korean War. And he's like, takes his fucking hand off. Or he pulls, show, pulls yeah, up his sleeve. Yeah, he pulls his sleeve back. He's got a fucking robot hand or some shit. Yes. And he just cuts a hole in. They sneak in. So Max's like, I'm going to look for any tapes. You look for that harp satellite. Yeah. Meet up here. And so Remo is just immediately, he turns a corner, 
And he's getting chased by fucking those Dobermans, the ninja yeah, dogs. This gets, I mean, and this isn't the most serious movie, obviously, but this gets a little too silly for me. And it's a good thing those guards are dead asleep because the dogs are barking right. their heads off. Right. You think, you know, yeah, I mean, that's the reason for really, the real reason for guard dogs is to alert people. It's oh, not to attack people, it's exactly. to alert people. Exactly. But no, these are special. These are Show Kazugi fucking dogs. Yeah. They're all, they're named, they're all named Kane. Yes. <laughs> And so Remo's like, oh, they can't fucking climb shit. So he just walks up on a catwalk, climbs up. Oh, can they? Yeah, he's like jumping buildings and everything. Doesn't he like fall through a building? Well, he just gets, he climbs up on a catwalk first. And then a dog just goes, I'm going to try the fucking stairs. What the fuck? So one drives up the stairs. Other ones to pull down a fire escape. They leap up, grab the fire escape, pull it down. Man. So they're going to come at him from both sides. Yeah, he got the pincer attack. So he climbs up another like building, side of a building. And then some rats start crawling up his fucking pants, like, like gnawing on his dick. He's like, no, I just got the work done. I got the work done? <laughs> yeah. Remember earlier he was checking his dick? Yeah. They gave him a penis enlargement. Oh, they did. Yeah. He said they didn't do anything no, to his dick. No. He, well, he, he thought like, but you <laughs> he know, like, everyone thinks their shit's bigger than it really. He was is. like, "It's just how I remember it." Yeah. Eighteen inches, <laughs> <laughs> like Play-Doh rolled out too far, though. So he says, "Get out of my fucking pants leg!" And he falls through a window, and because he sees the dogs already around the top of the roof, yeah. I don't know how the fuck they, they they know the lay of the land. Yeah, they're just waiting there for him. That beautiful like skylight into this super secret, and like every yeah every like he just stumbles into where Harp is in this this fucking building. Yep. And he sees a satellite. He's like, there it is. And just he sees that a camera. That's the one camera that fucking Harold doesn't control. This looks like the camera, and I like this. It, it, that's in all Chinese food restaurants, where it's just like <laughs> oh. it looks like it's from the '30s. It looks like it's one of the original cameras. It's got like three giant. I scopes. didn't know that there's so many like. Chinese restaurants with cameras in them. Is that a Dude, big thing, a Chinese thing? I, I, I only went to the one, Happy Garden in Redford, <laughs> and it had it looked like a micro microwave mounted on the wall with like two lenses in it. Well, it needed to be a microwave because it shot lasers and blew up harp. <laughs> it immediately blows it up, destroys all the evidence. They got yep. everything covered. So Remo's like, oh, I guess I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. He Me- takes out, bumps back. Meanwhile... Mac is, uh, he got what he needed. You know, he found giant real to real tapes, real to real film. Uh, he finds just the one they needed uh, while well, he takes one home for himself. That, you know, that time that Sable got naked on TV. There hentai in there. Grab that from me. <laughs> oh, God. Real to real hentai. That sounds like it would be a thing. That's it. So Remo's trying to make an escape. He's going back to the roofs because he's. He knows the dogs are on the roof, but he still goes back to the roofs. Right. You think it'd be hard for the dogs to get off the roof, but no, it, no, these are ninja dogs. So he, right. I, thankfully, there's like a tightrope that, that someone just conveniently put there. So Rima's like, "I got it. Yeah, I'm going down the tightrope." He even sees the dog, spits in its face, and he's like, "Try this, motherfucker!" And he he goes across tightrope. He, I like that he's not wearing like normal old man shoes in this. He's always wearing normal old man shoes. But for this scene, he's wearing, like, ballet shoes. Well, yeah. I mean, it makes sense, but still. Right. And he makes it cross. He goes, ha, ah, fuck you. And then you don't say fuck you to a Doberman. Yeah. Because they're like, I don't give a shit. Dog goes across. Dog it's, puts on some ballet shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and goes across. As soon as Remo turns his back, the dog just goes across. it. He goes across it faster and better and more better and more tight ropey. So believe it or not, Stanley and his buddy notice the huge explosion from the harp getting blown up because the whole building is exploding. Yeah. So they put the alert on, hit the fucking alarm. 
Mac and Reem will finally meet up, and they're like, holy shit, there's a dog! And then Mac's like, I got it. Yep. Go get that uh, that bulldozer that happens to be there. I can see the keys. that They're in the little visor. I see them right there. Go ahead. Start it up. There's going to be the third lever on the left. Push it completely forward. He's like, I, I can't I can't do stick. He goes through the whole thing. Yep. It's a very tense situation. The very dog tense. is running as he's explaining how to drive yeah. stick. But he figures it out. It's about as tense as that Austin Powers scene. Right. So the dog immediately grabs his he, – he, he shows him his fucking fake arm. Dog – Latches onto it. Apparently, that's all the dog wanted was just a chew toy because it ri- it, really, it rips the entire arm off of Mac. Yeah, and just chews on. It. He's like, "Fine, that's all I wanted." So, but apparently, there was more armed men hiding somewhere. I don't know because now everybody's out. Apparently, they shoot Mac uh, while our boy Mac. Remo is getting away. He right. get, he does hand off the reel to Remo. Yeah, he doesn't want to leave Mac. Mac's like, "Go, go, just get this hentai to fucking Harold." <laughs> So he jumps. So he, I, they use the bulldozer to go through the fence. So they, he runs away. Apparently, they're like, we can't go past the fucking you know, fence, you know, regulation. So they let Remo go. I don't remember what movie it was. It might have been Deadly Prayer or something. There's that one person who jumped out of a window, and they all watched her, and they were like, oh, all right, oh, yeah. see you later. You'll yeah. never come back here. Yeah. Oh, well, you know. So the goons, we think Mac's dead. No, he's not. They, they have, apparently they have triage center in this factory, and they have in the middle of the factory they they have this fucking IV. I and, thought he had like a heart attack or something. EKG, no, he got shot, and, and uh, maybe he had heart attack after getting shot. Yeah, and so he's got uh, like as if you got shot, you would just have an oxygen mask on. Apparently, he's on life support now. Well, you you got to you got oh. that's anytime. You're in a hospital. You got to have that <laughs> yep. EKG on. Yep. And so the goon, uh, Grove's goon, meets up with Grove. He's like, "Look, we're gonna we're gonna beat the shit out of this guy. Find out the information. He's yep. only he's only gonna live for another ten minutes." Yeah. While that's going on, Mac is like, "I know I'm a goner. I'm not gonna let them torture me." So he grabs a fucking scalpel off the table next to him. Cuts those two wires on the oxygen, immediately dies. I mean, we already know that he was ready. That's to die. all that was keeping him alive was just that oxygen mask. I, that was the, actually the doorbell. Oh, what was it? <laughs> yeah, he was just ready to. Whatever, die. it killed Mac. He Mac wanted to die. He wanted to die so bad he just willed it on himself. That's part of the Sinshu training. So we go back to Harold, and he is cackling his. Fat ass off. He hasn't gotten out of this chair. Remo's all kinds of pissed because he's like, this evidence is bullshit. Like I was telling you before they went on this mission, he was just like, I knew that was a fake. Remo, didn't you realize that was a fake? Are you that stupid? Are you that thick in the skull that you didn't realize that was a fake satellite, Remo? Well, the thing is they have no evidence now because that laser and that giant microwave camera destroyed it all. Yeah. I Apparently, was Remo supposed to take the satellite with him? I have no fucking clue. I, isn't that the whole point of the tape? So we can have proof. Whatever, it's not enough proof. Yeah. Apparently a guy who is the, has knowledge of everything in the world never has enough information to do anything. It's much like QAnon. Yep. Nothing ever happens, <laughs> but he has these information from everything. So much evidence. There's crumbs everywhere. We're still waiting for Trump to finally stop the fucking pedophile ring, yeah. but not enough information. Oh, evidence. So... Uh, so you know, the, he, he's going, he's, Harold is continuing on. Grove is going to make another cool billion dollars off the tax claims on this satellite and everything. And we know he was cardboard. It was a fucking cookie cutter cardboard cutout. And 
Remo, he he's had enough. He's like, I don't know if Mac ever talked back to you, but I'm about to fucking smack the shit out of you, Harold. I'm gonna push you out of that fucking chair and pour oatmeal down your face. I'm gonna break. I'm gonna waterboard you with oatmeal. That's what I'm gonna do to you, you old fat fuck. So he's like, Do you know Mac died? Mac died on your bullshit mission. That you're you're calling bullshit now. Oh. <sighs> It's it's a heated. And he goes, I heated. like you. You got moxie. You got spunk, kid. <laughs> so I'm gonna send you to that proving ground for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. So not only is he gonna be there, Fleming, she's there. I guess she didn't get the answer she wanted from that subcommittee about the gun. Yeah. So she's meeting up with Watson and Grove, and they're like, "Look here, baby cakes. Don't worry about it. We got everything covered. Yeah, you're gonna get wrinkles if you worry about it. They're on the testing site again, by the way, where right. our guy got shot earlier. And or- um, I love how you're accusing us of shit. How about this shit? <laughs> Throws down picture of Remo Williams. Oh. So like, okay, she's like, "Who the? F- oh, that's that guy who had no game that was trying to fuck me. Yeah, what about it?" Yeah. You're colluding with this guy. We know you're colluding. You're colluding with, with a foreign operative. Who? Who are you working for? Also, a very, very vintage, real-to-real hentai went missing. Little lady. <laughs> you're the only one with keys for the it. The guy who did Akira actually did that first. Holy shit. Is that real? Yes. God damn. And she's like, you know what? You're up both full of shit. Fuck both of you. I'm out of here. I'm not taking this shit. Well, that's going on. Remo smuggles himself on to the army base. He's by ha- doing the Indiana Jones thing, hanging upside down from a truck. I loved it. I loved it. He had the fucking, it said Williams on his uniform, you know what I'm saying? I did notice that. And he's dusted himself off as Fleming's coming out. She's like, you again, the guy with no game. Oh, my God. And uh, he hits him w- with her same line again. Duh, duh, duh. Your buttons look nice today. <laughs> Still can't get over it, my lady. It. And then he does a he, he does a he does have that he does a curtsy for some reason. He's been watching ninety five uh, world fedora, wrestling. He's got the fedora and he's like Indian, call back to Indiana Jones. He's got the yeah. fedora, tips yeah. it to her. Got a little bit of a neck beard going on. A little bit, a little bit. And she's like, "Wait a minute, you're they were just talking. You're military intelligence, aren't you?" And he just goes with it because he has no game at all. He's like, y- "Yeah, I love this." But he doesn't even say yeah. He just kind of like peers down. He took this one from either Mac or Harold, one of the two, because he just kind of like gives her a look, and then she just starts rattling off everything. She's like, and you know about Harp, and you know about this, and you know about that, and you probably know about yeah. this and that. You hear about those AR-60s? Like, nodding a little. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. He, he's just touching that fucking sweet little neck beard of his, <laughs> and he's just like... Giving her these crooked... He's actually... He quickly picked up his game. Like, he must must have smacked himself once or twice because he's, he's right. improving very right. rapidly. Right. Oh. So, while it's going on, uh, the fucking Drago's coach rolls up in a Jeep. Like, hey, guys! <laughs> AR-60s, we, we, got, we got all the evidence you need. Just follow me, man. Yeah. Hop and, in. So, Fleming hops in, and then she turns, and, uh, you know, Remo's looking like he's just going to wander off and wander around the base. And Fleming's like... Soldier, get in the truck. That's a direct order. And then she winks at him. See, this is what I didn't like. This whole, they're like way too intrude. <sighs> I know she's just happy to have someone on her side, but it's a little more than that. She's, she's down. She's so down to fuck this 45-year-old man. <sighs> she's like she's kind of no for movie. yourself. I mean, she, her, her number, her eggs are drying up. So she's <laughs> like, whoever can put a baby in me, I'm into it. <laughs> 
So they drive over in this room. They're like, oh, yeah, this, this, in this room, all the evidence you need, just walk in there. I'll meet you in there. Yeah. They walk in, conk, seal the door. It's a fucking on-site gas chamber, apparently. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of – I don't trust our government to begin with, but now I'm like, we have gas chambers? What the fuck? Yeah, really. But – so – and it's one of those things where you can – Watch people die. Like, they have the fucking glass screen. Yeah, we saw this. Uh, what was it? Uh, Delta Force 2, buddy. Delta Force 2. And we two. see our man Stone sitting there polishing that diamond in his tooth. He got put, a plate of fucking hard-boiled eggs laid out. I loved it because he did, again, it was written by a Bond, directed by a Bond. So he's got the chair, that the swivel chair, and he turned right. around slowly, reveals the egg. He's got Petting the Petting it like a cat. Oh, you know, God. He watched Delta Force 2. And Wilson's like... Are those fucking hard-boiled eggs? He's like, they're all from me. Well, fuck you, then. He just runs out. I can smell them from here. (laughs) He says, just let me know what happens afterwards, you fucking dick. So, turns on the gas. Fucking stones there. Slowly unpeeling those eggs. Oh, it's so gross. And as he's just fucking... He's not even eating them, taking a bite. He's just kind of like... Grinding them through He's his like mouth. He's like slicing them with a diamond on his tooth. Yeah, that was interesting. Carving like little. Uh, Fleming cro- immediately fucking collapses. I guess she fainted. She just collapses immediately with she's, the gas. Murray, she's got no breathing technique. Well, it's true. She we know, know Remo knows all about breathing technique. Right. So no, all, all, it is, all life is breathing and poking people with your fingers. Goddamn right it is. So Remo's struggling. He's kicking at that fucking bulletproof glass. It's not budging. I mean, it, 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 it's very akin to somebody trying to knock a young buck down. They just don't go down. <laughs> it's like playing tennis against a wall. It doesn't ever refuse to lose. Wait, it doesn't ever refuse. But unlike the Bucks, <laughs> Remo finally does sell. And he collapses. He falls down. And just you think he's going to die, he gets punched in the head. And he looks up. It's stone with a gas mask on. Yeah. And he's like, I had to. I got to get in on this shit. I can't just let you die like that. Right. I got to be. You, this is for my buddies. You fucking drown in cement at the Statue of Liberty. Punches him. This is for me. Kicks him in the dick. It's this fucking Remo up. Yeah. And so Remo, he was playing. He was playing uh, possum because he pops right up and he just fucking goes to town on this man. He's getting him with the left, the left, the left, and then he rears back that right, just waves it around and just fucking punches him in the in the back of the head, elbow on the head, and then he grabs him by the back of his head, smashes his face in the bulletproof glass. Because here's something for your diamond. Cuts the fucking, cuts a square, not square, a fucking X into the fucking diamond. Oh, yeah, he plays a quick game of tic-tac-toe and just bashes his face through it. Oh, Throws wonderful. him back, and then the guy goes, grabs the fucking gas mask, puts it back on. Remo's like, uh-uh-uh. Oh, and then fucking gouges him in the eye into his brain. Yeah. Kills Stone. Swells up and explodes. Yeah. It's a good thing he got behind that bulletproof glass because all that brain splatter. Right. And then Remo just, like, I think he just karate kicks through the glass and it breaks. Yeah. So we don't even get to see, uh, like, the daring escape out of the building. We just yeah. know I, that. For all I know, Fleming's dead. But. Yeah, really. And uh, we go back to Grove and Watson, and they're sitting in, like, this nice lounge. They're drinking up some Red Bulls. You know, they're getting pumped for the day. They're going to go out and do some skeet shooting with those AR-60s or probably guns that actually work. Right. And, uh, yeah, you got our goon, not a goon, an army guy come in. He's like, sir, there's been an accident down at the uh, gas chamber. (laughs) And they're like, oh, really? Yeah, your buddy Stone. What? My buddy Stone? They're like, it was supposed to be real. I mean, what? 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 (laughs) 
So like, don't worry, sir. We have predator technology. We have zeroed in on the heat signature. Do you notice that? We've zeroed in on the heat signature of two people. Oh, my God. So they're, I guess they have, they triangulate. They have all these heat fucking things. So I, this is where it starts getting confusing because after we learn about the heat seeking, they put the whole base on uh, high alert. Then we get back to Remo and Fleming, and they're running through the woods. And it's it's like, is this a military base or is it a fucking logging <laughs> yeah, operation? Maybe that's the cover. I don't because know. The, but are, it's like it's a logging operation that no one works at. It just magically <laughs> happens. This is a MacGyver episode or Scooby Doo <laughs> episode waiting to be written. It's a haunted uh, it's, logging. It's a haunted log because there's wires with giant logs <laughs> just floating by. No one operating anything here. Well, before that happens, they're just just. Uh, going through the woods like I'm serious those buttons are great he's just still working her and then just as he's about to seal the deal tune cock blocker that he is pops up like, well, like, he, he does, starts he rustling does, he does a, a grass whistle thing <laughs> and then uh, Remo's like wait here I gotta go check this out and he goes behind a tree and then he gets thrown from behind the tree and Fleming's just like what and Chun pops out and Fle- uh, Remo starts to explain like yeah this is the man who's here to kill me, I bet. He's turning into, like, a bratty teenager. And he's like, I, it was a contract. I had to do it. And then he's like, oh, by the way, what are you doing with this broad? You should be in a fucking kitchen, barefoot and pregnant. He's just <laughs> rattling off all this massage. It's delightful because it's coming from June. Yeah. And, and, he, and he's like, and he's like, fucking being racist to Remo. Yeah. He's like, I would, I would, I'd only kill you because you're American. <laughs> oh man, I loved it. So, um, so like, you know what? Let's just we get get a truck and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Chun's not there to kill him. He's there to make sure he doesn't embarrass him. Right. He's there, but he's he's kinda... really there because he's concerned about Remo, exactly. But he can't he, admit it. He can't admit it. That's right. So they they go down the hill and they Goober find, and Gomer are working on a truck. Yep. Conveniently exposition telling us what's wrong with the truck. Yeah. Well man, them brake lines don't look too good. What is these? The Godwin twins? Yes. If they had a bucket of slop, they threw it out. God, it's so dumb. Full of oatmeal. <sighs> and uh Remo and Shun, they but they jump in the car and like we did it. They take off, and then immediately the brakes just aren't working because they weren't listening to Goomer and Gober. That's right. Gober. Gomer. And so he's like, Holy shit. What are we going to do? There's and, a fucking logging thing happening in front of us. Yeah. F- there's <laughs> Somebody's just dragging a trunk. I don't know what that was even it about. Was, it's so weird. And the truck was dragging along oil, barrels of oil. And so you got a random tree trunk just coming down the hill, like avalanche style of just tree trunks. Which <laughs> No, just one. It was just, they were like, yeah. I think they were hauling it up the hill for <sighs> some reason. So, Maybe it was related to the tree from later on. They, they're, they're pulling it on that conveyor belt. Like, yeah. Gondola thing that they yeah have. yeah gondola makes sense, but so, anyway they bail yeah yeah they turn it over the cliff and they're like all right bail they jump out and of course um, what's their names Fleming and Remo they get out just fine Chun who is on the far right the passenger side it's like he's not there laughing about this whole thing with them what the fuck right, like Chun because the, the 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 car didn't crash it just went down the hill and then it crashed was was going down the hill yeah yeah, yeah rolling and shit. and we watch it roll down the hill and shit fall off and it, it didn't go engulf in flames and all that like it normally yeah, yeah. would and yeah you think something that's carrying a bunch of oil would burst into flames but no especially for an action movie so they're like Chun well, no and then we see the real like all that fucking you know. That tit for tat shit they're doing washes away. When it gets real, we realize these guys love each yep. other. 
So he runs down there, gets to there, opens up the, rips the door off. Yeah. Chunes is chilling in there in his Mongolian Ugg boots. Arms crossed, just staring daggers at him, just like, like in Korea. He's like, a Kia Soul <laughs> handle would work. And he pulls up this handle. And Wasn't it? It didn't even look like a door handle. It looked like a window. It did look like a, it was yeah. a window. Yeah. And that's probably why he's an idiot. See, that's the thing. Chun is looking dumb because he grabbed the fucking window thing, but he wanted to play it off like, oh, it was your fault. The shitty American truck. But Chun, 100% fine. It's right. because he harnessed his chi. Right. He never fucks. He never fucks. And he's just like, I am fine, my son. And he's like, ah, got you, motherfucker. Yeah, my middle-aged son. I think <laughs> no, that's what he called him. No, he called him my son. but he's Just no, my son? Yeah, because he said, I, I, I'm okay. I'm just a middle-aged. He, yeah, I think you confused it. He, oh, okay. So Chun mentioned he's middle-aged. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because gotcha. he's like, you're an old man. He's like, I'm middle-aged, my son. And he's like, oh, you motherfucker. You love me. You yeah. love me. He's like, oh, I, I don't love you. Oh. And he's like, look. You take Fleming. You go that way. I'm going to lead, draw people off because they got the fucking Predator shit on us now. Yeah. Um, so I'm out of here, yeah. old father. <laughs> little father. Little old father. And then, then fucking, like, and Fleming's obviously like, what the fuck is going on here? Who she, are yeah, you people? Yeah, she's going a mile a minute. And he's like, bitch, shut your mouth. And she's like, I will have you. Grabs her fucking arm. Dip, dip, dip. She has the most pulse-pounding orgasm she's ever had in her life. She's like, she just collapses. Yeah. She's drained. Her chi is fucking gone. <laughs> I mean, Squirting her, everything. Legs are weak. Mom's spaghetti. So, Remo, heading back up the hill, and he's trying to figure out, what am I going to do to get these guys? What am I going to do? I think the writers are trying to figure out, because this ending Well, they no had sense. a different ending planned out, but they they're ran just, out of money. Just basically, it's running everywhere. Yeah, they, they, which, he ran which out Which isn't of, the first time for our, our show. We've yeah. had a lot of endings like this. Ran out of money, so they didn't get to do the big, explosive action scene they wanted to, so they instead uh, had to figure out how to piece this shit so They're together. like, how about a giant tree trunk <laughs> on a gondola? Yeah, that works. So once again, this mysterious logging thing where no one works on it. It just magically happens. Yeah. I guess Sinanju, like, it's Sinanju Lumberyard because it's magic. Yeah. So Rima, I think Rima didn't even jump on it. He just happened to be like sitting on this log and it just starts rising up. Well, how they did it was he was running through the forest and a bunch of explosives started going off. That's right because they zeroed, they, they zeroed in on his heat signature and they started shooting like missiles or something. Yeah. And so then he's like... Well, that's going on. Watson and Grove get in a Jeep and are, like, trying to catch... Yeah, they're also tracking it from the Jeep, but they're using the roads and everything, so they're not cutting a straight line to them. And uh, they're getting confused because after some of the explosions, we see, like, Remo do a dive, and then we cut away to Grove and the Jeep boys, and they're like, oh, you know what? We go up to the radio tower, and they're just like, this is weird. The heat signature is moving uphill. Yeah, he's flying. He's 50 feet in the air. Yeah. What the fuck? And Grove is thinking it over, and one of the goober army dudes is just like, well, gee, he must be on his way up to heaven. And Grove is just like, you fucking idiot. He's on one. Look in front of us. The gondola with the logs <laughs> that's going uphill. He's on one of those, you fuck. Why yeah. were we let a lumberyard work right next to this top secret fucking weapons facility? Within the facility. <laughs> on the facility. The same facility. Ugh. 
So they, they they know where to meet it off, to head it off. So they drive straight over there. Well, they're just, they can see him. They can see the thing going. So the soldier's like, well, I'm not going to shoot an unarmed man. Well, I'll do it, you fucking idiot. And he just like, fucking punches the soldier, grabs his fucking yeah. AR-60, starts firing at fucking Remo. Remo's dodging it. He's like hiding behind the trunk. They get the fucking, like, they got a machine gun mounted on the back. Guy's unloading yep. on that. And then it's, this is really anticlimactic. Remo just releases the log. It rolls down and hits the fucking Jeep. Yeah, he spots, uh, they they so cleverly set this up where they just had some weak little branches holding up, like, 30 giant logs. Yeah, and what was that? There's a hill with some random logs just piled up on a hill. It seriously, it looked like a, a commercial for you know, like a Batmobile. Whenever they set things up so conveniently, and well, then they like, show it looks off like the, the kind of the kind of trap you have, like as a box, and you have a little stick holding exactly, the box. Yeah. Exactly, that's it's a, it's a, it's a little Y shaped stick is like holding up like ten thousand pounds of yeah. like wood. If a fucking chipmunk came on a by, hill, why? I think you wouldn't store wood over on a, hill. a road, no <laughs> yeah. less. Like this, oh my god, this operation is so. Yeah. But it's haunted, so right. it makes sense. Yes, it does. and so Remo has climbed to the uh, the top of the tree trunk that he was holding on to. He releases the trunk right when it gets over that fuck the logs because he's. He's timing it all out. He's like the trepidity of the situation tells me if I drop the log at this exact altitude, it will roll down, hit those logs. Those logs will roll down and uh, in this beautiful Rube Goldberg setup, knock their car off the trail and down to this beach. And once you know it, it works. Of course it Do works. Do perfection. So Remo's like, I guess Grove's dead. I'm Time to fucking just meet up with fucking Fleming. No, he goes check. down to check it. He goes yeah. down to check out the vehicle. Right, but he's like, nobody could survive that, which nobody could have. Yeah, yeah, he's completely, yeah. He, so his he, guard is down. Yes. And then Grover appears to get the little trickle of blood as forth. You know he's been in some, some shit. And he just sneaks up on Remo. Hey, fuck face. Spread him. Call back to the beginning of the movie. I like it. Spread him wider. Wider. And Remo's like, I'll spread you. And he does... <laughs> God, do you think they had anybody, like any martial arts guy, giving them any kind of advice on how to do this? Because Remo gets ready to do his bullet dodging routine. It's ba- I, th- I guess it was a couple years earlier. I think Red Ward was watching the Thriller video because he does the fucking like – or like, Werewolf or thing. it looks like you're like you'd be like sneaking up on like a two year old like yes, slowly yes. cartoon like, sneaking yeah. yeah and he just so that just dazzled because I guess Grove loves Michael Jackson he's dazzled by it so he starts shooting and missing because he's doing the fucking moves yep. he's voguing he's just doing all this shit and it, it, with each step he's just getting closer and closer and uh, Grove is trying to like calm himself he's trying to breathe he's trying to shoot slowly you know really think about it. Before he knows it, Remo's in his face. He's got his gun. He pulls it just like his his the master exact did. Same maneuver, yeah. Flips it over, ejects the the magazine, clicks the bullets out, and then he just this is straight out of Batman and Robin. He just pushes him so lightly over the jeep, but he goes flying. But he goes flying. <laughs> he does that sound effect again, and then then he does the most brutal fucking murder I've ever seen. Like it's just he's like accident. he what grabs that about? fucking why he grabbed that. Why stick that was holding up the I the had twigs. no idea what this was about to be. And yeah. I was like, what is going on here? I was so happy with how it turned out. And then he just starts rubbing his finger on that little piece of wood and ignites it. Yep. And then just throws it over his back. 
There's a gas trail. Sets this guy on fire. Like, he blows up. He's, like, horribly burned. If you even... But it looks like an accident. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So he finally meets up on this, like, lakefront property. There's conveniently a boat sitting there. Yeah. And he's like, where the fuck is Chu? Is this Fleming? He's yeah. like, he went to look for you. And just as uh, they're discussing, like, well, we need to get out of here, the fucking military rolls up, and they've got the high ground, they got all the guns, and Fleming's just like, they're they're both like deer caught in headlights. Well, they, Fleming's like, look, there's Chun right there, and he's like yeah. on the other side. He's the got a bunch of military behind him, too, so I was like, oh, they're all going to get shot. All right. Or they're going to dodge like a thousand bullets. I was like, this could be really cool. No, no, no. Chun reveals that the original creator of Sinanju was Jesus Christ. Because Chun just walks across the water. And literally, he just walks. He jogs. He lightly jogs across the fucking water. Did he look like he was going to poop? <laughs> he was doing like a sissy like walk. Like, he was like, ooh. And, uh, and even Remo was like, holy shit. That's fucking amazing, Chun. He's like, oh, fuck. Can I do that all the fucking time? You're incredible. Yeah. No, I'm better than incredible. But, yeah. We gotta get the fuck out of here. The newest episode that soap operas debuting. Let's get so they just, the fucking the army so dazzled like we can't shoot it. That was amazing. You can't yeah. shoot that guy. Let so, him go. Chun stands on the front. They got like a cigarette boat, most dangerous <laughs> boat ever. And Chun's standing on the fucking front of it, just right. balancing right on the tip. Because of he's it. better than incredible. He just told him he's right. like, yeah. They leave Fleming behind. So I was like, oh, this could be some chase well, relationship sees, in the next sees, adventure. He sees the wet spot from her dress. He's like, Chun got your pulse, didn't he? Well, I can't compete with that, so I'm out of here. Nice bu- nice, nice buttons, by the way. <laughs> nice buttons. <laughs> on there. And they just take off, and the army's just like, you got to let him go. That was just too cool. I can't let him go. Oh, man. I, I, I love that kind of ending. That's some good shit. Yeah, and then, the, some good then shit. the journey uh, ends. <sighs> oh, my God. So next week. We're going to do a movie, Griff Discovered, a YouTube classic. YouTube classic. Starring, I've seen, I don't know anything about this movie at all. I watched two minutes of it. He showed me. We skimmed through a couple parts. It stars the man, the myth, the legend, the player of Sloth from Goonies, (laughs) John Matuzak, dearly departed, John Matuzak, no longer with us. It's... I, 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 I'm trying to build it up, but nobody's going to know what this movie is. So no I'm just going to say know, it. Yeah. It's called One Man Force. Yeah. It's your typical buddy cop. He's best friends. Uh, his his best friend dies, so he leaves behind. His best friend leaves behind a widowing wife and their 13-year-old child. So there's this giant void in his life now. He's lost his best friend. These people lost their dad and their, you know, their husband. So he tries to do his best best to fill in those roles but obviously the teenager doesn't want a new dad and he gets into so weed what you're and saying is if you've lost a loved one to covid this will probably help with the healing process i think that's what's gonna do murray okay because hey they can't all be a list movies we we've been bombarding you guys with classic after classic after classic yeah. sometimes we've got to go back to our roots of those those we gotta we gotta we're, we're teachers as well as entertainers, Griff. So sometimes we got to like unearth these relics yeah. and teach you about I them. mean, when you get into a two-hour adventure like Remo, I'm like, let's cool it down with like an 83-minute class. Was it 83? You know, it, I, think it's, I, I already like it, Griff. It, I think it's supposed to be 90 
It's going to be over just like that. I already like it. This so. 83. I thought you, 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 you had me at 83. I know. That's, that was the thing. Is I started it, and I was like, 83? This fucking Barry Horowitz-looking uh, guy is the star? <laughs> I hope I can actually find pictures from this to put on Twitter, because I don't even think that. I think that's going to be hard. It's going to be it's tough. It's so obscure. It but is. Whatever. One man for us next week. Keep it warm.